You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1021. Every interaction counts. Whether it be the way you collaborate or the way you innovate, all interactions add up to the overall experience of an effective team and effective team building. This is backed by science, the science of emotional connection in businesses that cannot be ignored. I've invited Dr. Lola Gershfeld, author and CEO of Level 5 Executives, to join me today to discuss how you can create a revolution in board and team dynamics. Lola, welcome to the radio show. Thank you, Richard. Thank you very much. It's great to have you here. Let's get started with this question. What would you say is the most powerful motivational force in our brains? That's easy. The most most powerful motivational force in our brain is the need to connect, to belong, to know that the people we depend on will respond to us when we call. You see, the science is very clear. This isn't about how strong you are as a person or how mature you are. It is about the fact that you have a mammalian brain. Okay. And what your mammalian brain tells you is that being alone with no one watching your back and looking out for you is dangerous. And indeed it is. We're not designed to face the external threats like the economy or the competition or life alone. Mm -hmm. We don't do it well. And so uh, whenever people hear me say, uh, hear, whenever I, I hear people say, this person is being difficult or have a, has a personality disorder, I look through this lens of this new science and say, well, no, this person is actually terrified. Hmm. They're in a terrible attachment panic, and they don't know how to deal with it. So they deal with it by perhaps by getting angry, which pushes people away, or they deal with it by shutting down. Okay which also pushes people away. And that's the exact opposite of what they really want. Exactly. So they're acting in their not in their own self-interest. That's correct. They're making a bad situation worse. <laughs> that's exactly right. And then when people react to it by shunning them because they don't want to be around that, so they get what they're asking for, even though it's not what they want. That's exactly right. Wow. Yes. That's why we have a and PhD on the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you're listening to us on the octalkradio.com, uh, net live stream or maybe on our Facebook live. Hi, Hi. we're waving to the camera <laughs> and maybe you're listening to us as a podcast. Yeah, well, so um, uh, Richard, what's interesting about it is that the scientists have really come up with three questions that the brain constantly asks. And we have like a little radar in our brain assessing that connection. Okay. And those three questions are, do I matter? Am I important? And will you be there when I need you? And and in the business meetings, for example, board meetings or team meetings, that radar is very attuned to everybody who's around you. Uh And so it looks at the facial expression, it pays attention to the body language. And as soon as it it senses no or maybe, it turns on the panic button. And then now you start to push for connection, maybe by criticizing and blaming or judging. And what happens to the other person? They start defending, distancing, and stonewalling. And so they get caught in this negative cycle for reaching for connection, but actually um, they're scaring each other. And these are adults. Yeah, these are adults. Professionals running companies that are listening to Critical Mass Radio Show, right? These aren't 
we're not talking about no, nursery school here. No, that is correct. Wow. It's very, it's very interesting. And angry criticism actually cues distancing and stonewalling. What do you mean? Uh, in a way that if people say, you don't respond to me. You know, how can I work if you don't respond to me? Right. I send emails after emails you're and you don't respond. Me. To, you're ignoring me. And the other person says, well, who can talk to somebody who's angry all the time? Hmm. And so they get caught in these uh, constantly right. dismissing and stonewalling. These negative circles of conversation. And, uh, you know, people say that they quit because of the differences. No, not really. They quit because uh, they lose connection. Hmm. Conflict is never the issue. Conflict is the inflammation. The virus. Like the symptom. Yes, exactly. The virus is emotional disconnection. Oh, my goodness. This is great. So we're talking with Dr. Lola Gershfeld. And I, I wanted to ask you, because I'm so excited that your book is out, yes. Trust Makers. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the content of that in a minute. I think we're sort of touching on it already, yes. right? Yes, but, that is um, correct. We want to focus on it here in a little bit. But what was your inspiration for making the commitment to write this book? Uh, well, Richard, I, when I started my business, I started to meet people like you. You know, I remember you were sharing with me about your book that you wrote, uh-huh. and you made it sound so easy. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and then I started to, uh, when I started working with boards and teams, and I started to meet these ex- incredibly, incredibly gifted, talented directors and CEOs who knew how to pull people closer to them. It's like they attract people to them. Okay. And I started to uh, ask them how they do it. And uh, people like Bob Ingram or Ken Westbrook or uh, Phil Panzarella or Steve Bartlett, I mean, Paul Greenwald right here at Center Club and uh, Victoria Collins. And yeah. you have all these people and I was fascinated with their stories and I wanted to put it in a book so people can learn from them how they created that emotional safety with people and so I created 52 chapters so one per week okay and people can and there's exercises at the end of each chapter so people can do the exercises and um, create these bonding conversations with their boards and teams and pull people closer together so your your study and in helping boards to be more effective is yes. really looking at this interpersonal dynamic. Then. Yes, that is correct, which is driven by emotions. Really? <laughs> Come on, we're all rational beings now. I know. When I started this, people say like, what? Emotions? Yeah. We don't talk about that. Right. <laughs> no. That's, I'm uncomfortable even thinking that. It is that. uncomfortable. To, yes, exactly. But with, with what's interesting about it is when people realize what's, how powerful that is, it's amazing what happens to me. I mean, I was at a board meeting the other day, and at the beginning, the director says, I don't have any time. I can't take any more assignment. I'm just way too busy. And then after two hours... At when, the beginning of the meeting? Yeah, at the beginning of oh the meeting. Oh, boy. Okay. And then when we had an opportunity to access his emotion, what was happening for him, and create these bonding conversations, at the end, he started to volunteer for more assignments and help out without anybody asking him. So what changed? The block. We removed the block of emotional disconnect. He was um, hurt in one situation where he didn't know how to express it. And that's what the disengagement happens because of that. So you've been studying this for some time. Is it fair to say that the the advanced academic work, the work that you did for your Ph.D. was in this area as well? Uh, Well, it was interestingly, I did the Ph.D. and uh, and my thesis was on motivational work. Like, how do you motivate people at work? Okay. Uh, But the emotionally focused approach 
coach I actually learned after I finished oh, my really? PhD. <laughs> yeah. It was actually after when my husband got his uh, uh, master's degree in psychology where I learned this and it was fascinating to me. Uh, we actually studied this in the personal relationships, uh, but then I said to myself, wait a second, this is exactly what happens in the board meetings. Yeah, we're people there too, it's right? Exactly. Wherever people, that's exactly what happens. So, so you're looking at boards of directors and boards of advisors, people yes. that are there for ostensibly for business purposes, and you are really taking a a emotional look at the energy and the relationships that are going on that maybe either move the board in a positive direction or oh, yeah. retard its performance, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. if I understand what you said so far here on Critical Mass Radio Show, Dr. Lola Gershfeld, is if you don't deal with the need for connection and the feeling of being disconnected, you can't get a high performance team together, correct. right? Yes, yes. People become disengaged. They lose the motivation and they start looking for other people to connect. Okay. Right? But they might connect in a way that's unhealthy to the board. Yes, that is correct. They start criticizing and blaming. Right. Because you know, we're all in this together. All of that. Yeah, exactly. Chairman, blah, blah, blah. Right. right? Exactly. All that dysfunction. All that dysfunction. Comes from a simple, not a simple, but an identified cause. Yes, yes, exactly. And they don't even understand that this negative cycle that they're creating, what it's doing to them. Right. You mean the person themselves? The person themselves and the board. Okay. And the board. I mean, Uber is a great example of that. What do you mean? The way they the way they uh, created the board, the way that they started to address the challenges that they had, uh-huh. um, really caused the dysfunction on the board and led the CEO to resign. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Very high profile yeah, very, too, right? Exactly. And it's sort of Peeling back the onion of Uber even deeper now, right? Because we just had a business reporter in the here in this seat before you on the previous podcast. And when there's a story there, they start digging. Yes. Right? And exactly. What, and so you never know where these stories end up. Exactly. All right. Well, we've exactly. got to take our first and only stop here on wow. Critical Mass. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Actually, it's like 12. So, yeah. I'd like to come back and ask you about the science of emotional connection and maybe the A-R-E relationship. Sure. All right. So you don't want to go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to us live on octalkradio.net or a podcast or maybe you're watching us on the stream, really, you know, if you listened to the program before, these commercial breaks are very short. Plus, it's just a message about one of the many products or services that I do. We'll be right back after this word from me. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime, anytime you want, really, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on the radio show. You know, since we started this program in 2009, we've reached several hundred thousand listeners through our live stream, podcast, our videos, 
YouTube videos, Facebook live videos. Anywhere you want to consume the content, I'm happy with it. <laughs> Simply type Critical Mass Radio Show into your favorite podcasting software, and you'll automatically start receiving our weekly shows with wonderful guests like Dr. Lola Gershfeld. Before the break, I said I wanted you to describe the science of emotional connection. Can, can you talk about the tipping points and the relationship? Sure, okay. sure. Uh, well, uh, basically, the new science of emotional connection provides us with a clear map on how we can take a board or a team that is not functioning well and shift them into a dynamic group of people. And the same is, people. Yes, the same people. Okay. <laughs> it's really amazing to see this change. Uh, you know, people deal with emotions differently. They start to reach out for each other, and they really um, start to help each other to step out of these negative patterns so they can catch it before it gets, you know, get them out of the way. And um, I'll give you an example. Jeff, for example, is a CEO of a manufacturing company, and this um, he said that I used to be frustrated all the time. The board wasn't engaged, and now uh, we are different. Uh, we have our differences, but we can fight. But I know that I can turn to my board, and they'll be there for me when I need them. Wow. What Jeff is talking about is what we call an ARE relationship, uh, where the main question in emotional connection, are you there for me, is answered with a resounding yes. Wow. A, are you accessible to me? Okay. Can I reach you? Can Will you be there when I need you, right? Are, will you respond to me even though you're stressed? Will I be able to respond to my need? Mm -hmm. uh, e, will you engage with me? Will you stay emotionally engaged even though you don't agree with me and even though you're feeling stressed? We are talking about a very special kind of emotional presence. Uh, so board uh, dynamics is not only about numbers and strategies. Mm -hmm. uh, board team dynamics is uh, about creating that emotional safety for each other that is wired in as a survival code. It is wired in in our brain over millions of years of evolution that is designed to keep the people we depend on close to us. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when the Jeff is faced with a, all kinds of obstacles to deal with on a daily basis, his board's emotional presence is a powerful safety cue for his brain, powerful enough to turn off fear and threat. So, so this is... Is is this just a West Coast thing, or is this a human thing where people might be listening to us in the East Coast? With it's universal. Okay, it's just not something that <laughs> it's, we is universal, and it's becoming more and more prominent. In fact, there's a the article that came out on, in Wall Street Journal that um, talks about how, how corporate cultures are turning empathy in in, in injecting en empathy in their. Uh, training programs. Is, is there a triggering event for that? Is it uh, the demographics of the workforce? Is it something else? No, I What's think people are this? understanding that you need that emotional connection, emotional safety for you to perform, to work better together, to collaborate. They are, the scientists and the, I think the corporate world is understanding that our brain, in order for us to uh, to function, mm -hmm. we need to create that emotional balance. And the tipping points, I want to talk to you about, there are two tipping points okay. uh, that you see what's happening, whether the board uh, moves into alienation or moves into more secure connection. Okay, those are the extremes. Yes, okay. extremes, right. The first tipping point is when someone realizes that we lost that connection. 
Someone is realizing that. Okay. The second tipping point is when someone realizes that they long for that connection. Mm. They want to deepen it. It's like uh, trust. You know, that's, that's what we call trust. And how you put your feet at this moment really determines how the dance unfolds. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, so let's look at the first one, loss for connection. In loss of connection, your brain goes into fear of rejection and abandonment. And that's not a choice, by the way. It is we are wired like that. The brain is wired like that. And it's very difficult for us to deal with of law, for rejection or abandonment. We don't do it. Uh, we don't have very many ways of dealing it, actually. You know, you're talking about this in the board setting, but I'm also thinking about all that's gone on about bullying. Oh, yeah. Because this, right, for a teenager or for a, a younger person, th- th- this applies there as well. It applies to all. Okay. Yeah, okay. All but we're talking in a business exactly. setting, but I, I was exactly. just connecting to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Right. And when that happens, people don't know. Uh, what we know in science now is that the pain of rejection from someone you depend on registers in your mammalian brain in the same place and exact the same way as physical pain. Wow. So stepping on the nail, Can't tell the difference. Stepping on a nail and like looking ouch. at somebody, it's it's ouch, right? It's right. getting rejected. It's right. ouch. Well, exactly. you know, we we've had people on talking about neuro leadership, and they've made this point as well. Exactly. The brain can't differentiate emotional pain from physical pain. Right, exactly. And yeah. your your pain is focused on the loss of connection. Yes. That is, is sort of table stakes for a high functioning, for a board to have a chance to be high functioning. Right, absolutely Which right. is built on trust. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a, it's all built on emotional connection, oh, which leads to, to trust, trust right. yes, okay. and openness and vulnerability and transparency. All of that stirs from that emotional yeah, safety. If I was sitting around a, bu- a table with a bunch of people that I didn't really trust, I probably wouldn't take much risk Yeah, exactly. or really say many things that exactly. could make me look even less likable or right. whatever. It's, right. It happens all the time. All the time. All the okay. Time. Mm-hmm. Did we cover both tipping points? Yes. Okay. Oh, the second tipping point. Yes. I think the second tipping point is when somebody says, look, we are we need something, right? We need something. And so they reach out and look for ways to create that connection through those bonding conversations. You know, as you're talking, I'm remembering of a story uh, when one of my children were younger and we were at a park and it was my son and he went up to a group of other boys that were playing and he said, do you want to be my friend? And I thought, how honest youth is, right? But aren't we, as even adults, when we're meeting people, asking that question? And even in a board setting, from what I'm hearing you say, treating people with connection is sort of like being a, a friend to them, being yes, kind to them. Exactly, exactly. Right. But in order to do that, Richard, you need to be in tune to your own emotion, what's happening for you, uh-huh. so you can send clear emotional signals to each other. So you don't come out as criticizing, but you can talk about, like, you know, that really concerns me, or that's really painful to me. I'm very frustrated. Oh, wow. So or, you have to find a way to be able to say it without alienating people exactly. by what they hear. Right, exactly. So choosing exactly. your words in a way that, oh, my goodness. Right. So this isn't as simple as it seems sometimes, right? <laughs> well, ex- well, once you learn how to address this in the emotional setting, it becomes simple because you can be very quickly to tune into your own emotions. Okay, so this also touches on emotional awareness then. Yes, Right, exactly. understanding how you're feeling, what the triggers are, and how and you're you making other... As, and so you can be clear on what you need. Okay, this is interesting mm-hmm. work. We only have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show, ladies and gentlemen, with Dr. Lola Gershfeld. So I'm going to skip down. I had other things I was going to ask you about, but I want to ask you and define what BDP is 
And then help us understand how this could be a guide in the transformational journey to positive change. Sure, sure. BZP is a process that we created called the Board Team Dynamics Process, where companies can learn and to deal with it. It basically has three stages. The first stage is where we create safety in the relationship, where people can start sharing their concerns and vulnerability to start identifying the pattern, the steps in their pattern of interaction. The second stage is where we contain the negative cycle, and then we shift the board or team into positive cycle of interaction where they start to pull each other closer and create this accessibility and responsiveness. Mm -hmm. And the third stage is we integrate where we basically show them how to incorporate that into their culture. And it's a very collaborative process. And, you know, creating bonding conversation is like powerful enough to light up the New York skyline. Okay. And it's uh, we know now that the brain holds an emotional charge that is created at persistent in memory, and the brain processes them instant, I- intensely. Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of like uh, share with you very quickly uh, that when you create this emotional connection, you are stronger as a person, you are stronger as a team. I had a director who shared with me, um, he was on a company board where they had a hostile takeover, and he said, um, you know, after when they finished, they found another company who bought them, mm-hmm. and they made $25 billion more than the, what the hostile takeover company was going to buy them for. Uh, But what happened with that is that he said that it was a bittersweet deal. Sweet because we made a lot more money, but bitter because we, the assignment is over and Mm. the board is no longer together. And the connection we created, it's so powerful and that changes everything. So in conclusion, I kind of want to say that uh, board dynamics is like powerful magic. And now with emotional connection, you can be the magician to create that magic into your board. Wow. And I'd have to believe that has a positive impact on the performance of the company. Absolutely. Yes. Because the board's usually dealing with strategic issues and long-term health and growth opportunities. I would also, I know we're almost out of time here, but I wanted to ask the leader, the chairman of the board. Maybe it's not the chairman of the board. Maybe that person has the title, but there's actually someone else on the board that is the real leader of the board. It it would seem to me that it would be incumbent on that person to be willing to demonstrate this willingness to be open, vulnerable, make connections, and model this behavior. Is is that? Yeah, absolutely. The leaders are the attachment figures that we look up to and that we kind of create that safety. If the leader shows us and demonstrates, we do the same thing Mm -hmm. for others. And in my, in the peer groups that I lead, I have noticed that a newly formed group will become as vulnerable as one of the members is willing to be. Yeah. If someone is willing to be a certain level of vulnerability and the rest of the members see how everybody else and how they personally felt about that person, mm-hmm. they've now set the new bar for how vulnerable the group will be. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's something similar. Yeah, absolutely. Your- we actually, uh, Richard, we have mirror neurons in our brain. So when we see somebody doing something that gives us the same thing, we, we kind of duplicate. All right. And it's very... Look at you with the science and everything. <laughs> I love it. See, ladies and gentlemen, this is science-based work we're talking about here with Dr. Lola Gershfeld. I am, I'm out of time with you, my dear. Yeah, emotional connection is a gift that keeps on giving. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> If someone would like to learn more about your practice or trust makers, how, wh- where do you say they go online, Lola? Yeah, they go to level5executive.com. 
level5executive.com, all spelled, spelled out, out okay. yes. Right. And you can also buy my books on Amazon and uh, on iTunes, on iLibrary. So last question, what's it feel like to be a published author now of this book? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Uh-huh. And uh, I learned so much and the people like you. And, and one thing I know about it, you, ha- you need to have a little bit of skill and lots of emotional connection <laughs> because the people will carry on. Yes, they will, yes. won't you? All right. Well, I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Thank you, Thank so you much, for Richard. giving of your time and being a friend of the Critical Mass Thank community. you. You're awesome. Thank You're you. awesome, You're Richard. so kind. All right. <laughs> I'd like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. Couldn't do it without them. If you'd like to learn more about this radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead, visit my company's website, Critical Mass for F-O-R, business.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups on Twitter. If you'd like to find me on uh, LinkedIn, it's my name, Richard Franzi. Richard, F-R-A-N-Z-I on LinkedIn, which is also the way that you can find me on our YouTube channel. Finally, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, our company page is Critical Mass for Business. And until the next time we get together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 